welcome to the Battle for the Iron Throne Bannercast with your hosts, Matt, MJ, and Street Rat Donnie. All right, welcome back to year number 11 in the Battle for the Iron Throne. I am your host, Matt, with MJ, and no Street Rat Donnie this week. Street Rat Donnie is, is not present, but he will be in the coming weeks. He will be here in spirit, though. In spirit, yes. So, a little bit of a curveball in this first banner cast of the year. Since we did not have one last week, we are going to do kind of a brief synopsis of the preseason power rankings slash draft recap, and then start going into the typical layout of reviews, power rankings, waivers, all that jazz. Yep. So, diving right into it. Um, based off of the power rankings... I started off with Jeff at number 12 based off of his abysmal draft performance. Yeah, I mean, when you kind of draft two Browns wideouts, no matter how good they are, kind of back-to-back, you know, you're pigeonholing yourself in kind of one of the worst offenses that has, you know, graced us on the gridiron for the past 10 years. I mean, in our lifetime, it pretty much feels like. Yeah, I mean, the Browns are going to Brown. You know what I mean? Like, they could revamp their entire team, which they have. Granted, you know, Jarvis Landry's awesome. Josh Gordon can be great. Tyrod's serviceable 100%. And they have a great old line. But Browns are going to Brown. Browns are going to Brown. They didn't even win a single game last year. So coming into this year, what makes you think they're going to be that much better? I have absolutely no idea. Um, I kind of get what he was thinking a little bit, just based off the fact that he watched probably a fuck ton of hard knocks. Over and over again, I would imagine, at that point. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly on the Browns train. Um, absolutely devastated that he wasn't able to get Hyde and Duke Johnson and then going with Terod Taylor with a late-round flyer. I can't believe that he didn't late-round flyer Baker Mayfield. Ooh, yeah, maybe a little Njoku in there as well. Might as well, at oh. this rate. I mean, if we DST also grab, you know, I don't even know, Zane Gonzalez, I think, is their kicker. <laughs> you know, grab a couple kickers, that'd be great. Oh, man. So just, we'll see how the year pans out for, for King Joffrey. You know, he used to be the Pittsburgh Feelers, and I think he just t- changed his team name now to the Cleveland Steamers. Ooh, valid point. He needs to bring the Pittsburgh Feelers back, though, because he has not been good since the Pittsburgh Feelers. It's true. Actually, no, I take that back, because when he was the Hounds of Justice, he did go undefeated, then lose right away in the playoffs. Truth. Dagger. Double dagger. Yep. As we stare at the new beautiful luscious trophy that i get to take home the new luscious trophy um you know jeff's name year number two year number two 2009 2009. it's been a while for king joffrey yes it has i don't see it this is year 10 since the title i just don't see it happening for him this year neither uh the only i'd say two bright spots three I'll, i'll give him three cam newton barkley and the vikes d yep Mike Steve's the brightest spot, obviously. I was a little jealous when he did snag them from me, but... It's a smart play. It is. Nonetheless. Uh, number 11. I had Cassidy here. Cassidy. I mean, hey, when he did draft, it seemed like he was drafting just his exact team that he's kind of always had. You know, the guys like Lynch. Melvin Gordon. Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill was huge. I mean, Tyreek Hill. When, when was that? Round two? I think he was... I'm pretty sure he took him round two. Yeah, because then he went Ingram in three. Yeah. And, I mean, at first when he drafted this team, I was kind of questioning. I'm like, okay, this is a bit odd. But now, I mean, Tyreek Hill looks amazing. It's been one week. But good God, with that arm of Mahomes. 
Right. Well, and I, he didn't even necessarily launch the long bombs, which he's notorious for, too. So it's promising for Hill and might be justified to that second-round pick of him. And, you know, the sky's the limit. And the only caveat and what I put into these power rankings is that between Hill and Cooks, just major boom-bust history. 100%. 100%. But either way, the team is, is looking formidable. And if he can if he can get out past Mark Ingram's suspension, maybe two to one, maybe even one and two, which he already has the one win. Mark Ingram coming back. Yeah. The team looks I mean, good. Based off of what other people have said, talking about they got the bye week as well and might ease him back into it. So it could potentially be at week seven, eight before Ingram sees decent workload, which is yeah. half the season. Yeah. I mean that's that's true. But with Mike Gillisley fumbling for a touchdown and then them losing to Tampa Bay, Mark Ingram is needed. Yes. I so think he will be huge good. when he comes back. And if Cass can hold his own, and I see that actually happening, I definitely could foresee this team being very formidable. Fully agree. All right. Number 10, Brady. Yeah. I mean, Brady kind of, you know, he went with the, uh, the old grab the stud RB first. Double wideout. I, I gotta say, his first four picks, I loved the draft. I yeah, mean, I, I, I can't fault him. We gave him a hard time for uh, Lamar Miller in that fourth round, but as a RB two, there's nothing wrong with it. And looking coming out of the draft to Sean Watson as your starting QB and having an, a good solid five, it just it doesn't look good based on how Watson performed his first game back. Valid point. But, I mean, you know, he, he did start solid with Cooper and, and Keenan. And it's been one week for Amari Cooper, but I do think Cooper, in the long run, with, with uh, Gruden there, I think they'll get him dialed in. You know, Sony Michelle is the lottery pick. Sony Michelle has to hit for this team to really be a contender. And he should. You know, depends on kind of what happens. But other than that, you know, I mean, he's got two good quarterbacks with Luck and Watson. It's almost like you got to try to maybe move one of those for another depth piece, kind of pick and choose. Well, um, the thing that he's going, got going for him is that if Watson does take some time to get back to where he was last year, if he can reach luck. that, you got luck. Yep, so, and absolutely. luck looked good coming in week one. So, yep. you know, Brady's got some positive upside. Uh, 100%. Not to say that, you know, things are looking meek for him by any means. Right, right. Number nine was Krenz. And, wow, I gave David a round of applause off of his drafting prowess this year. And the fact did that well. he did not double pick anybody. He didn't. And he did. He drafted very well. He drafted good with the guys that he that he got, and he got them for good value. You know, I love, you know, a little bit of a reach with McCaffrey, but I I love McCaffrey. You know, year. it's something that I saw in multiple of my drafts was people McCaffrey going in the first round. Yeah, people had him, so like I'm applaud Julio Jones with McCaffrey pairing is phenomenal. You get Demarius, good value into round three. Collins was. Great value where he got him, too. He, he didn't reach for any of these picks, no. either. Carson, it, it, Brady? Until the end. It was round... Yeah, it fell apart. 13. I mean, those last couple picks are yeah. all flyers, but that's where he was literally avoiding the double pick at all Yeah, times. he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, but, I mean, he, he, he made it 12 solid rounds with good picks for good value, except for round nine, Ben Watson tight end. Yeah. Bit odd. But we'll see how it pans out with all the injuries at tight end. You might vault him into the top 10 anyway, so... Yep. Good other, job. Other than Kudos that, you. I like his his other depth slots. Chris Carson, Crowder, Aguilar, Devontae Parker, if he ever is healthy again. But yep. Big if. Good potential there. It was actually a very nice job, David, and a solid team going forward, I would imagine. 
Number eight was Ripley. So, started off with David Johnson, Devontae Adams, Adam Thielen, and then snagged Aaron Rodgers. I was really hoping that Rodgers was just going to fall, and I would have jumped on that at the end of round four. Um, oh, nonetheless, 100%. I loved that start, and this is where he personally kind of lost me after that was, you know, the Alshon Jeffrey, Randall Cobb, Latavius Murray. In his defense, I don't think he... The Murray pick is where he lost where he lost me a bit. The Kittle pick looks great. Oh, yeah. Um, but I don't think that he realized that Elshon was hurt. I No, I'm pretty sure I remember yeah. at the draft that he was like, yeah. what? Because, yeah, I mean, if you were looking at, like, you know, healthy Elshon, the team looks pretty good outside of Murray. I mean, there's a lot of running backs here that I would much rather have that went later than Latavius Murray. But at the same rate, if Delvin Cook goes down, he's kid's got a top 10 lottery pick. True. So... He snagged Peyton, Bar- Peyton Barber later than I thought it would have gone. Yeah. And even James White, especially now with Jeremy Hill going down, that's just more, I should say, less people in that backfield. 100%. Yeah, I mean, he, he has a solid team. I mean, it, it's it's going to it's gonna give people trouble, I think, as we continue down the, down the year here. Yep. And then at the time, I know Kittle was hurt, so he grabbed the rare tight end handcuff in Garrett yeah. Selleck. Yep, Brent and Selleck then Green. also a wide receiver ten in Laquan Treadwell. Love it. And then Virgil Green, and this was also before Antonio Gates was, Back. I believe, thought to be even yeah. on the roster. I mean, knowing Kittle was out, maybe. I mean, you kind of snagged two tight ends at the end. I good draft. Mm-hmm. I can't fault him. Number seven, and like I said, this was post draft uh, rankings, and this is Pro Cash. Obviously, he has dealt with some. Significant issues. Uh, he's lost his first round pick to Holdout and Le'Veon Bell, and then lost his second round pick in Jerk McKinnon for the season to season injury, knee injury. Yep. And Abs- he's been putting the pieces together since then. Yeah, absolutely devastating. Absolutely devastating. Um, you know, as we'll get to it, did make a did make a move with me that I think potentially is a, a season saving trade. Yeah. And he's one to know because of it. You know. Gets James Conner to back up Le'Veon Bell. Still gets Juju Smith-Schuster, which is only a one-round difference between Stephon Diggs. You know, arguably there's going to be plenty of weeks where Juju's ranked higher than Diggs. So, you know, good move on his part. Makes up his team. But, yeah, I mean, coming out the gate from the draft of having Bell hold out, you know, and then all of a sudden you lose your second-rounder to a torn ACL. It's tough to come back from. True. But, nonetheless, I mean, he's 1-0. So he's one to know. He's still got some good wild cards. He's got plenty. I like Crabtree. Jordy yeah. is yet to be seen. I'll, I'll hold out on any kind of judgment for yeah, that until I see what one they... week and yeah, you know, they played a really good defense on Monday night. So I'm I'm waiting. It. I love Geronimo Allison. Big he, fan. Even the Kalen Balage flyer really won't happen, or really, I should say, be <laughs> worthwhile unless there's an injury or issue to Kenyon Drake. But that's a nice. Good wild card to have stashed on your bench if you want to, if you can hold on to him. Yep, one hundred percent. So, next we have Steve, the twenty fifteen All Stars. You know, Steve, I loved what he did. You know, I, I every single mock that I ever did. You now, playing recency bias with myself here, but if I had Antonio Brown, three running backs with Brown, I loved it. You get Devontae Freeman. You get Jordan Howard. You get two solid top 12 running backs on every week with the number one overall wide receiver. Can't fault his team. I mean, he worked Larry Fitzgerald in the fifth, which should not have been there in the fifth round. 
Um, you know, he should have went probably in the fourth, judging from where some stuff happened. And then to get Edelman and you kind of just sit on him, he's got a pretty damn good deep team. That was definitely the Edelman pick is something that I was looking at myself and taking in that 6-7 swing. Yep. Just because if you can hold your own for those first four weeks, you have an easy wide receiver two, if not one, based off of past performances with Tom Brady. So, Fully agree. A lot to be optimistic there. I just the only thing that holds me back is Larry Fitz with Bradford. That offense looks abysmal. I don't think he'll be able to put up the numbers justified at where he was projected I the, at. I think the red zone's tough, but I think the floor is still double digits. I mean, he, that offense looked horrible, and he's still at seven for seventy-five. Like, I mean, Fitz is the only show in town next to David Johnson. So I mean, I think I think the floor is like eight, but I think it's pretty low ceiling, you know. But Still solid. I mean, you have Antonio Brown. He's two wideouts. Antonio Brown, Devonta Freeman. I I thought it was a little a bit early. That was just my personal preference. He he went right where he probably should have been in the middle of two, and then I loved that he got Howard in the middle of three. Which catching a lot of balls this year, coming out of nowhere, could be an easy RB. Huge. Next we have Todd. I loved Todd's draft. I thought surprise, he did. Surprise! I know. Todd just does it for me. Yeah, clearly. You love my dad more than I do. Well, what can I say? But, yeah, I mean, Delvin Cook, Dendry Hopkins in round two is stupid. Well, like, it's crazy. I'm going to touch on this. Round one, I've never seen this type of running back front-loaded draft. And we we talked about it leading up to it, that it, we knew it was going to be RB heavy. I didn't expect I expected all picks but one to be I expected back. maybe eight to go and four wide. I'd say that would have been more what I was on the lines of as well. Yeah. But yeah, so he gets DeAndre Hopkins in round two to pair with Delvin. And unfortunately, he's lost Doug Baldwin, but Baldwin at the end of three. And that was good value. Yeah. I mean, it was huge. I, I didn't expect Doug Baldwin to fall that far. I know he was still battling that first knee injury. I mean, he gets Baldwin, but right now, obviously, again, it's been one week, so you, you have a little recency bias, but Emmanuel Sanders is vaulting up the ranks right now. I mean, in the inside the top 15 on people's boards right now. So, I mean, you kind of exchange the two where Manuel Sanders might cash in on like a third round ADP where Demarius Thomas was taken in round three. Could be Emmanuel Sanders. I like Royce Freeman. I, I still am optimistic for him. I was, that was another guy I was hoping that would kind of fall to me at the end of four where he had been projected. Uh, we always realize that in the actual live draft situation, guys that you think are going to go a lot earlier just based on people's own personal preference, likes, bias. Yep. Absolutely, but all in all, I mean, he's he's got a very, very good team. Yep, you know? good I mean, team. He's got some good depth. Well-rounded. And I, I'm hopeful for him just based off of what he went through last year. Losing David Johnson, he was the second overall pick, and, I mean, his year just fell apart. It was Absolutely. a 1-12 season. I look for him to bounce back and be a very formidable opponent. Number four is Brian, which I love his team. It was in my top two to three for starting lineups, but overall that depth is lacking. So he did went with the the double Saints pick, Kamara and Thomas. Worked out well in week one. Uh, Kelsey is a guy that I was looking at at the turn. I fell to Brian there and... uh, early middle of round three. I anticipate that things will change after that week one where he only got the one catch. So 
nonetheless, Kenyon Drake, Allen Robinson, Bob Woods, Duke Johnson. I mean, it just was a solid draft. And then you end up going with uh, the the flyer on Mahomes. Worked out well with Pat Mahomes there. And then this is where he lost me. Calvin Ridley, Cortland Sutton, Hines, Christian Kirk. Like, this is not a dynasty draft. He realizes that. But he loves his he loves his rookies. He's he the big the college rookie. football Him, guy. Yep. And I mean, the the thing about the rookies is if if you can hang on to them on your bench and you don't need to open that bench spot up because they're not performing in the first few weeks, some of those are potential league winners mm-hmm. as the year goes on. Absolutely. Once they start picking shit up. Absolutely. So I mean, his starting lineup is immaculate and yep. has as it showed in week one serious pop potential. Absolutely, he can pop at any time. Number three, I had yourself. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. You can break it down. So uh, I knew you were going to go with the Zeke. That's kind of the, the guy you wanted. You would have been happy with Bell. Um, maybe not so much now. If no. I ended up <laughs> I'm quite happy that uh, I got the guy that I, I did. You got your boy Gronk in two. Did you feel like you had to reach for him there? Or, I mean, were you kind of just targeting him all along? Targeting him all along. Okay. I, I wanted him. The only, the only time that I would not have taken him. Would, would have been if the two guys before me were there. Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams? Yep. Yep. Uh, Mike Evans, I know he was a guy that you weren't really interested in, but after week one, he looks like he could be his old top 10, maybe top five wide receiver, as yeah. he had been. I fully agree. And, I mean, you know, during the draft, you know, the two guys that I really wanted there were Mixon or Howard. But I was kind of looking at what wideouts would be there in round four for me, and I did not like, you know, a Juju, Golden Tate, Corey Davis, Alshon, Allen, Robinson, Fitzgerald, you know, you kind of just kind of look at who went. Mm -hmm. Is those two making up my first two wideouts? You know, taking Gronk in round two with the running back, it almost handcuffs you to take that wideout in round three. Yep. Couldn't agree more. So, um, I I loved your draft overall. I I know we're kind of giving you a hard time thinking that you – that it didn't necessarily go your way, that it was out of your norm. I know you, you grabbed Big Ben in uh, round nine. I think that was a little early for your usual QB selection, but nonetheless, good depth with Stills, Galladay. You, end up, you drafted Connor, dropped him, and then picked him up in free agency. Yep. <laughs> uh, and you, you have a solid team. And when you got Gronk, that's a win every week in the tight end spot, too. Yeah, as long as he's healthy, you know. And for the other ones, too, like... You know, where, where I took Big Ben, you know, I was sticking to my board, and I had Big Ben at, like, QB, like, five or six. And I figured after some of, I watched some of the teams knowing some of the other people, I I misplayed because I figured the quarterback run would have started when I took Big Ben or a little before. So when Donnie took Mahomes, I thought rounds nine to ten were going to be very QB heavy, and they weren't. So I misjudged that. And then I took the kicker. I'd say that <clears throat> was a bit of a difference in other years past. Um, yeah. I mean, we did have half a dozen QBs off the board when you got when you took Big Ben at nine, but the real run of QBs really didn't start through 11, 12. Exactly. And, and that's, that's it went heavy with the QBs yep. there. Then I snagged Gostowski. Yeah, which, yeah, a round 12 kicker. I just had looked, I looked, honestly, I was just looking at shit of, I'm going to stream defenses most of the time, and I was looking at, players to draft and if i look you know you kind of look at you know look at the rest of 12 outside of like chubb and kind of go down the list no one here really excites you no you know obviously james connor where i got him fine but 
take him out, no one really excites you. So I was kind of going, might as well take the number one kicker. He's going to be a starter every week most of the time with the Patriots. So, And that's where I was. Like I usually, maybe that round 10 range is where I'll start thinking defense. I yep. can always wait on a kicker. And I Vikes D is my, my just golden yep. stable. And Fucking boom. Jeff snagged him in around snagged early in round, round 10. 10. Yep. So but you're right. I mean, the, the drop-off is huge after that 11-12 range. Number two, Taylor. Love the team. Very solid. I thought his draft was immaculate. And props to him for the guys he took, but also the luck of everyone that fell to him. He snagged Fournette in round one, which I thought was a bit early, but you followed up because Odell fell to you in round two. Mixon fell to you at the end of three. Ertz fell to you in early four. I mean, just it was like all these premier guys just fell right into his lap. And I called, I think, probably his first six picks. And, yeah, it wasn't until Cooper Cup where I was just like, meh. That's the one pick I didn't agree with. But I know you're a Cooper Cup guy. Love Cooper Cup. Love Cooper Cup. But when I was doing mock drafts throughout the summer and stuff, you know, I made a comment to him, maybe even you, maybe even to Donnie, that around, like, pick eight, there was an apex where you basically got the best value of players in every round. and It was an 8-9. It usually was 8-9 in mocks that their team always ended up with the best. thing had to go perfect, and it did for Taylor. You know, he, he landed Leonard Fournette, obviously a little banged up right now, but who, you know, we'll see. Crazy-ass shit happens, and he lands Odell Beckham Jr. with Leonard Fournette. Like, shouldn't happen. Joe Mixon's a stud. Gets Joe Mixon. Lands Zach Ertz, who could easily outperform Gronk or Kelsey and be the number one tight end this year. It's a damn possibility. And gets him in round four. You get Hogan, Goodwin, Lewis, Cup. You know, I think the Mike Williams pick was a little awry. But, you know, AP looks great. I mean... Oh, he, AP looks... I don't want to say AP of old, but he looked fantastic. Yeah. Shitty opponent. Very shitty opponent. We'll see. We'll see if he can keep this pace up for... You know, four months. You That's know, where Chris Thompson comes into play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think AP will kind of fall off a little bit, just judging from past performances. But the team is solid, you know. All right. And number one, I have myself. I, I can't really I can't really fault you. I mean. I get the bias for, you know, it's always winner gets to be number one as the reigning champ. But absolutely, you should. You're the champ. But I, I thought the draft started out great. Um, you know, Todd Gurley, Green, Hilton. You know, you can't complain. You get your guy, Corey Davis. Jay Ajayi looks okay now. I'm not the biggest Ajayi fan. I, I don't even think you are. I wasn't either. It was a guy that I really never anticipated. I mean, it reminded me of, and I don't want to compare Jay Ajayi to Todd Gurley, but I've never thought of drafting Todd Gurley last year, but it was just kind of the best player available, and that's kind of how I went with it and grabbed Jayi there. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it. I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's bad. I mean, you, you basically built your team of last year. I mean, <laughs> I do have a lot of the. the it, there's a lot. I mean, who, Green. Oh, you didn't have Green. You had Michael Thomas, but you had Hilton, Gurley, Corey Davis, Drew Brees, Kyle Rudolph. Like, you know, I like the Chris Thompson. I like the Marlon Mack. But at the same rate, you know, I think you're lacking on the depth at running back. Yeah, I think that's where I fell short. Is I. I know. I don't want to say I reached for, you know, the QB. It would, it would have been Rudolph, especially after that week one of zero targets. I hope that regresses to a more positive, given Kirk Cousins' tight end history, but who knows? It's it's a different offense. It's a different team. 
maybe Rudolph is only going to be a red zone threat, and I'm hoping for that one catch, one touchdown every game. <laughs> hey, eight points will do it for you. So, I mean, other than that, though, I mean, you're kind of nitpicking, but yeah, team looks good. Team's going to be formidable and a, a contender moving down as long as, you know, most of these guys, most of these teams we've talked about, you know, outside of maybe the bottom few, um, you know, everyone's going to have a really good team this year, it looks like. It, it felt like a, a deep draft compared to other years. I, we we made a lot of chatter about the big fall-off in the elite talent in the round three, four range, middle of round three, but the middle is all, there's so much parity there is what makes it so deep. Yeah, I mean, I like for instance, I mean, if you kind of even just look look around, like, I mean, Taylor takes round 10, AP, you know, I, I snag Kenny Stills in round 10. Like, they could easily outperform Amari Cooper and whoever else in round three. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean... Aguilar in round 10. Agu- Nelson Aguilar for, for Karenz. Alan Hearns, wide receiver one on Dallas in 11. 100%. And Donnie, I mean, Patrick Mahomes in round nine. Like, I mean, Patrick Mahomes with his running and, like, the system could finish as the number one QB and you get him where someone drafted Rodgers or Deshaun in round five or four. I mean, it's it's huge. It's crazy. There's a ton of parity between <laughs> round, like, three to ten. It's it's so funny how... And it's, it's a cliche, but you do... A, mocks well i'd say some of us do mocks we do a lot of prep work we think we have the draft kind of plotted out how we think it's going to go and yep. then draft day comes and pff, curveball yep Throw i mean away. not to the extent of krenz going was at uh howard round middle of round one and montgomery round two last year like yeah. that kind of a curveball but hey you know things happen and yep. uh guys are going to take the ones that they love uh, that they're particular to and you know you just got to take it as it comes so that closes out the power rankings, the preseason power rankings, and draft recap. And moving right into a quick review of week one. The reviews. All right, moving on to the quick reviews of week one. And a little bit of a schedule change that was established at the draft after probably a two-hour argument that had taken place between a couple of us that were left in the garage. Well, which was baffling to say the least it is baffling and i mean i think i think this schedule moving forward makes a ton of sense where the division games need to happen when every single person is playing now obviously there's gonna be a couple games where they aren't but for the most part we can find weeks where there's no teams on a buy and we need to leverage that so uh, make the league better every year that's right we'll make the changes Uh, i know we had adjusted it last year to emphasize division matchups at the end of the season with a little bit more separation in the beginning because I think we said wait a couple weeks let your team develop and then start the division play because there is weight on the division but nonetheless we front-loaded the division schedule and back-loaded it and we started off with division matchups number one uh, we got myself and Steve which I thought was going to be a fairly close matchup and unfortunately his team just shit the bed, and that's just nothing against Steve. That's just a bad week one. Yeah, and you blew the spread out of the water. I mean, you had a, you had a thirteen point spread going into it, and you one hundred and ten percent covered that. I mean, you you hit your one twenty seven. You know, Steve, they just didn't get the touchdowns. I mean, he didn't get. I mean, did he get any? I mean, he got one tutty. I mean, one. Yeah. I mean, you can't. Yeah, two. Not, Antonio Brown. Oh, oh that, sorry, that was Stafford. 
Yeah, so I mean, your quarterback only gets you one, and I mean, he had a horrible game, but then all of a sudden, your position players only get you one touchdown, you're going to lose every week. Yeah, Saints, I mean, got, Saints it, got blown out, got him zero. Yep, Saints Devontae team. Freeman started off on the bad note in, in that Thursday game. Yep, and Derrick Henry, I mean, I think better days are ahead for Derrick Henry. I mean, that game got delayed twice, so it was kind of a weird mm-hmm. game, you know. I, I think you kind of game script kind of goes away there and stuff. It's just a shitty situation for all involved. But, you know, your your guys, you know, you came to play. But, I mean, you look up at, you know, your team here, and you got five touchdowns. Six. Or four. Oh, yeah, six. Yep, because the Jai got two there. Yeah, so, I mean, you got get six touchdowns from position players. Well, it's, it's something that I know we've talked about many times in the past. Touchdowns. If your guys aren't getting touchdowns, you can get the 100-yard game. But the touchdowns are what's going to make or break your team. 100%. And it, that's, that's what it should be. But, you know, I mean, you're looking good, moving forward. I mean, both, both teams, better days are ahead. You know, it's week one, but Steve didn't even cover the spread. Lost a lot of people money. Next matchup is Brian and Brady. And Brian, by the way, one of the best gifts ever. You're welcome. Yeah. You know, I mean, it took me a long time to make that thing, but that thing is perfect with, with the chicken and the nutsack. Um, you know, Alvin Kamara just continues to just destroy. I mean, it's I I really truthfully it's baffling to me because if you go to his stat line and you kind of look at like you know what he did, the guy literally, literally had what nine rushes. I mean, I think he rushed the ball nine times, and yeah, we pull up the other you know stat. for a running back to have three touchdowns on a per week basis, like yes, he had eight carries, eight carries for twenty nine yards, but two touchdowns. That is just crazy. Nine catches for 112 and a touchdown. Nine for 112 and a touchdown on 12 targets. The guy is a wide receiver one with running back upside. It's crazy. I mean, he is a beast. Yeah. I And Michael Thomas, like, I mean, Donnie just needs to, I mean, he's got Mahomes, but he just needs to trade for Drew Brees and just go as the Saints go. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is what I was hoping that the Saints would just kind of take off. I was expecting the positive regression out of Drew, and it, I'd say it showed in week one with their kind of protection. Yep, I fully agree. And you know, Brady's team. I think I think Brady's team again. I think there's some better days ahead. You know, Keenan Allen looks great. He's going to be solid. You know, Mari Cooper, tough week one matchup. Tough week one matchup for him. He's got another tough one versus the Broncos coming up here. But you know, Jordan Reed going to be awesome as long as he can stay healthy. Hopefully, that's all year. I expect better out of Hunt. Yeah, Hunt um, will be better. Same Miller with will be nice and mediocre. Yeah, uh, it's standard RB two. Nothing spectacular. He might have that occasional pop off of twenty. Yep, yep. So I, and, I think he'll be better, yeah. especially with Prater too, only getting you three. I mean, he's typically double digits. So. He's got luck to plug in over Watson. Watson, if returns to form of last year, I mean, he was putting up the what thirty, forty every week. Yeah, yeah. He'll better days are ahead. Yeah. Alrighty. Next matchup, we will have Ripley and MJ. Yeah, this one got a little dicey. You know, honestly, like it was pretty fucking crazy because he had Devonte Adams and Aaron Rodgers in the first half of the game. Of the Sunday night game, I was like, "Wow, you know, I'm gonna waltz a waltz by Mike here." Pretty Rogers went out. Uh, you had a, a nine point spread going into it. Mike covered, and he covered it. He covered. He covered the nine. You know, Mike. Mike's team is Mike's team's good. You know, and and we both had kind of our number one players kind of be pretty pedestrian for week one. Um, you know, Johnson fifteen, Zeke only sixteen. You know, so they kind of equaled out. George Kittle I mean, missed a wide-open, like, 60-yard touchdown. Yeah. The 
the comparison here of your teams, it, it was just neck and neck. Um, you know, a little bit of differences, you know, between QB and QB, but, I mean, your, your running back ones and twos and wide receiver ones and twos were almost identical in the point scoring here. Yep. Yep, it was it was a it was a damn good barn burner. Absolutely, great. Came, came down to the wire. When did you feel like you had it locked in? I didn't think I had it. I thought I had it locked in at the Randall Cobb seventy-five yard touchdown because if that would have been Devonta Adams, I would have lost. Know it with Greg Delight getting fifteen. And honestly, like I was, it was Monday night, and I was going into that, and I was up, I think twenty twenty-three. So we finished at like eight points and obviously Greg got 15. So I was up like 23 points and I'm like, zero line, you know, he can, he can boot at 50 yards and all he needs is five 50 yarders to really win. And, you know, he didn't get there, but he came damn close with 15. Yeah, he did. And he missed one. I know that he missed one field goal. So, I mean, the, the score could have at least been a lot closer, but right. I mean, you don't anticipate to play Randall Cobb coming in with uh, the rest of no. your lineup. So no, but I mean, he, Team's, team's good, you know. I mean, James White, love James White, is a good scat back. You know, plug him in over Latavius. If he just, you know, shuffles that bottom part of his bench, he's yep. going to have... He's got a contender. Good depth. He'll be in every week as long and as Rogers can stay healthy. make a playoff run. Yep. Yeah, that's that's the big question. Yeah. All right, next matchup is going to be Cassidy and Weldon. Surprise of the week. Surprise of the weekend was Cassidy. I... I couldn't even believe it you know high man high man of the of the week you know coming in i mean tyree kill just absolutely goes bananas for 38.8 i mean the guy gets two touchdowns one was a little flick and one was he was so far past the defense past the secondary it was absolutely crazy yeah well and he ran out the was it punt return yep to start out the game yep so he gets the miscellaneous tutty so he's got three touchdowns, 169. Like, I mean, with Mahomes, anything is possible with Tyreek. I mean, they, they find a way to get him open. You know, I got to say that was going into the draft. That was one of my big, you know, now Cassidy obviously took him, you know, where I wouldn't have even thought of it, thought of it. But still, I wouldn't have even taken him in like round three. And that's a huge miss on my part. Mm-hmm. Guy's oh, amazing. Miss on, well, I can't say a bunch of us just because he took him in the early two. Yeah, he but... took him, but... I don't think anyone would have been looking for him where we were in round three. It would have been middle to late round three. And the guy's cashing in on a round one right now. So, I mean, kudos to Cass for, for reaching for his guy and taking his guy. I mean, it, good for him. Uh, yeah, Melvin Gordon, a lot of talk about him being heavily involved in the passing game, and it, there. it showed. 13 targets, 9 catches for 100 yards, still gets 15 carries and 64. True true workhorse. And then I know that he, he did handcuff him with Austin Eckler, so good good for him. You know, Cass's team is going to be formidable. Picks up Delaney Walker's uh, back up here, obviously, after Walker went down. But I, I think he's going to be just fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, even at that point, it, well, and then you're streaming a tight end, and you can find that seven to eight points, which you're hoping for every 100%. week. One hundred percent. And Funchess too. I mean, he's got Devin Funchess, and now with No Olson there, Funchess immediately becomes one of the most highly targeted guys on Carolina. Definitely a guy I was looking for. I had him last year. <laughs> yeah. So. Wanted Natural. to target him in the draft, so nice pick up there for Cass. Yeah, and Jeff, and Jeff. So obviously, I didn't realize this, but Jeff started a guy that did not play. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I wanted to text you about that, but I was going to wait for the 
banter. I'm and assuming it's just with all the flying and traveling we had from Krenz is that he just didn't even look. But I find it. If I was gonna ask you about that, I was like, is it? It's not like Jeff to leave a guy in that's not playing. I mean, the good thing is, no, it's not. I mean, the good thing is, is this was about a 48 point spread here. So, I mean, I don't think unless Jeff had, which he didn't. I mean, nothing was gonna save him. So, you know, moving forward, at least we, you know, Jeff's team is. Meh. You know, I mean, he's got Barkley. You know, and, I mean, he's got um, Barkley and... Barkley. Cam and... Vikes D. Vikes D is going to just ball out, but I what mean... What do you think uh, over-under... I don't want to say over-under. Odds of Vikes D, he keeps them all year, being one of his top three performers on the year. I think it's safe to say, honestly, because I, I look at it, if you take away the quarterback, which quarterbacks, obviously, you know, they mean stuff, but... I feel like they're a lot easier to kind of get rankings. So position players, I mean, I'm looking at, I think LaShawn McCoy is in, in for a long year. I think it's going to be trouble in Buffalo. Um, you know, he's got the double Browns wideouts, but I think one of them is going to perform well, probably Jarvis Landry. So I think I think it's going to be Barkley, Jarvis Landry, and then I, I think Mike Stee. I like what I've seen out of Gordon. I did watch Hard Knocks. Obviously, we only got a little snippets of Josh Gordon there at the end, just kind of teasers. Yep. But... If he is even 75% of what he was, he does have serious potential to be elite wide receiver, too. So Fully, fully agree. Fully agree. But. He, he has that. And if anything, you can use one of them as a trade option, Jeff. But make the right trade. Make the move. And Krenz versus Taylor. You know, I, I, you know looking, at, looking at this game, no. I think it was actually... It was a close... Spread and it actually came down to be a pretty close. It was very game. close. And one ten, one eighteen. I like both these teams. You know, I, I actually I like Krenz's team. I think the makeup's great. He's, I think he's got two solid wideouts. I think McCaffrey's value just went way up with Olsen going out too, especially in the receiving games. I mean, he had nine targets, and I think that's low. Honestly, I think he's going to start seeing, you know, close to twelve to fourteen a game. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Tom Brady every week going to be a top five quarterback. Typically, you're going to start him. Rams D is phenomenal. They're Argue they're a top three D in the league. Yeah. It's not even close. And then I, I like Marvin Jones and you know he's got Chris Carson and Crowder should be good with Alex Smith and Nelson Aguilar. Krenz's team's very good this year versus most. Krenz I feel like is a playoff squad. One of the best. Uh, gosh, what do you call it? Blinking. His stat line: eight catches, thirty three yards. Yeah, it's, it's like odd. wide receiver or running back numbers right there out of the backfield. Yep, for Aguilar. It's a bit odd, but as long as Jeffrey's out, he's going to keep seeing it. And I mean, it. Kansas team's good. I mean, it, it's going to it's going to give people fits. And then you got the juices loose. I mean, first off, like you said in your rankings, he needs to change his fucking name because he doesn't have he doesn't have Leonard Fournette anymore, or not Leonard Fournette. Excuse me, uh, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Change so, change your name, Taylor. Unless he's got a picture of OJ, which I'm fine with. You know, put a picture of OJ maybe in the Bronco and the juice is loose. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, the team is great. Mixon Thanks. looked phenomenal. Odell yep. held his own against arguably the best cornerback in the league. Yeah. But he was targeted like crazy, too. It, but it's not unexpected. Yeah. I mean, Hogan, that line is troublesome to say the least with no Edelman there and, and what, but better Still, days are Five targets, end. one catch. I didn't catch a lot of that game, so I don't know if they were, you know, catchable by any means. Yep. Um, no, you- nonetheless, I. I do expect a little bit of positivity out of Hogan. I just don't think he's going to be at that level as 
initially projected with the absence of Edelman. No, I agree. But the team is deep. I mean, I oh, like no I like the Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins combo, Fournette and Mixon with Deion Lewis and AP. And then, I mean, the wideouts with, you know, Odell, Hogan, Marquise Goodwin, Cooper Cup, Mike Williams. You know, I mean, he's he is absolutely loaded. He's streaming defenses, which couldn't come back to bite him in the ass a little bit. But I think we're all doing that. Yeah. Um, Vinatieri kicking indoors with luck back now. I mean, the kid's team is very good. He's going to be a playoff contender. I think both these teams are playoff contenders moving yeah. forward. tough matchup for Krenz out of the shoot. Um, I mean, for Taylor, too, because Krenz is obviously very formidable. But it's, yep. it's, it's going to be... A very nice competitive division. I agree. I agree. Now we got the old man, the dude, versus our little imp, Tiny Dancer. Um, Which, literally, your trade with him... Saved him. Saved his week one. 110%. There's no ifs, ands, buts about it. I mean, he gets 14 from Juju. Most importantly, he gets 31 from Connor in a just a mud game. I mean, I'm a little pissed. Because I feel like I dealt him too early, but at the same rate. Well, and that's, I was, been meaning, I, I almost texted you to give you a hard time saying any regrets, but at the same time, it's, Connor could be a starting number one running back for the entire year. He could also be done by week three when Bell comes back. Yeah, I mean, for sure he's done by week 10, because Le'Veon Bell has to report by week 10 in order to be eligible for free agency. So, I mean, 10 weeks though, is still... The That's, vast majority of the season for us, right? so it's huge. Now, there's multiple reports saying that Bell's coming back by the end of the month from Schefter, and like Matthew Barry had said, right, wrong, or indifferent. You know, Schefter probably doesn't tweet that unless he has very good knowledge. So, you know, I'm thinking you have Connor as a workhorse for four weeks, but at the same rate, you know, I don't know who would have given me what for him outside of the guy the, who owns Bell. That's just it. The only person that you're really going to get the best value in a trade is the bell owner. And, you know, I looked at his team and I was like, you know, I had offered him different packages and he wasn't budging. And so when we were drunk in the hot tub, I said, fine, I'll give you Juju and Connor for dig straight up. And, you know, it worked out for both of us so far. We'll see how it pans out. I probably honestly sold, sold low on him. You know, I didn't, I don't think I got full value. It would say ultimately, Connor side, it'll come down to the Juju versus Diggs at the end of the year. Yeah, which I like the Diggs side of, of that as of right now. I like, I, I mean, I'm a big Juju guy. Again, he, he was on my team last year for a reason. Uh, Jesus. But he's going to have, he's wide receiver two in a Pittsburgh offense. He's going to get his targets, he's going to get his yards, and it's he'll get touchdowns to be solid wide receiver two. I don't want to say he's got the one upside by any means, but... Yep. 100%, but he's, Prokash's team now is good. He's got the Jaguars D, you know, I, th- I think Nelson will pan out, and obviously once he gets Bell back, you know, and I think Ty Montgomery is going to continue to be involved in that game. He really and if wasn't, Penny, though, in week one? No, but if, for instance, I mean, as as things go, I think Montgomery's kind of their passing down back, but the big one is is if Rashad Penny can pan out and, and displace Chris Carson, which probably by the middle of the season happens. Mm-hmm. You know, Prokash's team is going to be there. Yep. I, I, I agree he'll be able to hold his own, and making that trade for Connor, like you said earlier, yep. saved his season. Todd's got to be just absolutely pissed as we move over to move over to his squad. You know, I mean, I told him what I was going to do, jokingly texting him, and he said, don't make any moves with Prokash, uh, kind of knowing that, you know, probably when you're, lo- when you're Todd and you're looking at it before the trade and 
you kind of see Prokash pretty much has Rashad Penny in and Ty Montgomery and, you know, obviously you have Diggs at that rate, but for sure would have gotten his ass kicked um, by Todd by probably about 20 points, you know, so. It's just unfortunate luck too for Todd. Doug Baldwin went out early in the game. Yeah. Didn't come back. He's got the, is it MCL sprain yep. is what they're calling On it. a different knee. So he's got two bad knees, um, you know. And, and Can they put him out there in a wheelchair? They might be able to. But, I mean, Todd's got Phillip Rivers and Russell Wilson, um, you know, two very good pieces. Carry on Johnson, the usage there was at the very beginning of the game before it got blown out was actually pretty, you're pretty happy to see. But, you know, Emmanuel Sanders is going to step in for Doug Baldwin in his lineup and be just fine. Mm-hmm. You know, just he, fine. He's got the pieces. It's unfortunate luck because, you know, Baldwin plays, anticipate he gets at least, you know, 10 points, and there you go. He's 115 to 113. Yep, 100%. So, I think there. I think as of right now, obviously it's only one week, but I think there is a ton of teams that are playoff ready. Yeah, um, kind of just doing looking over the divisions here, kind of after that first week. Kings Landing, Taylor, Procash, Krenz, and Todd. It's Procash saved a season. And we, look at the points for in that division. I mean, it's tight. I mean, that's thirteen points difference between top to bottom. Top to bottom, literally from first to last in that division is a thirteen point spread, which is it's tight. That, mm-hmm. that division is going to be very competitive. Which, nothing against. I, I thought Pro Cash kind of season was falling by the wayside, and Krenz is just never a been manager. a good manager. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's that's a nice way to put it. I don't want to shit on Krenz by any means, but he's he's got a good team this year, and that division's going to be tough. I mean, we actually didn't do any division picks. We'll, do that. we'll touch that on that at the end of the... Into we'll the banner. Back. We'll come back. Um, so Winterfell, it's Cassidy, myself, Jeff, and Steve. Yep, and I, I think you know, I think Steve's team is going to be lifted up. I mean, it, it's too good. He's too deep at running back. He has the number one overall wide receiver, solid QB with Matt Stafford, who I think will be just fine. He's been top ten the last six to seven years. So, you know, I think I think his team is going to be vaulted up. Yeah, I mean, Jeff obviously is the taint of this division and the league for that matter. So unlikely. Uh, between the three of us, at this point, it's a crapshoot. Um, I, I, like you said, I love Steve to bounce back. Just 100%. a bad, bad week. Everyone yep. has him. Yep. Steve, Steve will be climbing up. He'll be there at the end as well, as always. And then the last one, Dragonstone. We have Brian, you, Ripley, and Brady. Yeah, I think it's a good division, honestly. And I, I even think Brady's team will be lifted up a bit. Same, once same thing as Steve. Yep. Once Cooper gets going and whatnot, his his team's too solid. And if he has, if he gets those matchups in one week, he's gonna blow up. And again, like we touched in the draft, looking at it from this perspective too, this is probably the most parry we've had in the league. Yeah, I coming would say out so. of the draft, one hundred percent, absolutely. It should make for a very fun and interesting year. Waivers and trades. Well, now coming off of that and moving into week two, we're gonna look at, briefly at the waiver wire and cover some other missed trades that have already transpired throughout the year and just touch on some of them briefly. So basically just my trades. Because you have traded four times and we are in week two. Yes. It, typical me. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so first, we have the waiver wire. Coming off the waiver wire, I mean, you have the brain who drops out of nowhere a 42-burger on Philip Lindsay, the undrafted rookie out of Colorado, the hometown man. Which, 
I had never heard of Philip Lindsay until the first Waiver Wire podcast I had listened to. Yep, it looks good though. I mean, people went for him. You know, Krenz went Krenz went after him with fifteen. You know, Mike went after him with seventeen. You know, Cooper's so, Poopers with the classic seven. You know, he's he's always kind of a seven guy, and Donnie gets him with forty two. Forty two, and he did the same thing last year with Cohen. I think he dropped roughly the same amount. But it worked well. I mean, Cohen was pretty decent. I mean, there was weeks where he was a solid flex play. So we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. Brian needed some RB depth. He definitely got it. The one that surprised me, Yeldon. Yeah, I mean the the right man won here. You know, the guy who actually needs him. Um, but nobody else bid. Period. I think that. I mean, I personally didn't just because I had seen multiple things of Fournette saying I'm playing. You know, I'm I'm not in its. I don't want to raise a spot on someone else's backup for a one week filler. Um, I can see where like you bid on him. I can see where you know someone. One week could also mean one win, you know. So I mean, I do think like what Donnie did and also what you did, um, you know, it makes a lot of sense just based off the fact that one wins a lot. How much of your fab would you spend to guarantee one win? I look at it as more than just a one win because Fournette does have an injury history, and it's not to say that he won't miss more games down the road if not have. It's a very valid point. An injury point. that keeps him out for a couple weeks. Yeah, very valid point. So Foster beat you out by 7 bucks here, which... Which I, I initially had like 25 on him, and I was like, that's just way too expensive for someone that I'm not necessarily going to be playing beyond maybe this exactly. next week. Exactly. So I, dro- I dropped it down to 20 thinking that I, I didn't anticipate it, because I, I had to assume Foster was going to hit close to 30, and it, I just couldn't justify doing that for... Yeah, you're kind of like, I'll get him for 20. I'm good with 20. If I get him, I get him. Whatever. Yeah, that makes which sense. Which I did in another league. I only bid 15 on him, and I got him, which yeah. surprised me. Nonetheless, yeah. moving on. Um, you know, you get Chris Godwin, who a lot of people like for 12 bucks. I had tossed $2 on him. Um, I, like I had mentioned uh, when we were talking earlier, I expected more bids for some of these wide receivers and to be in that $10 range. Same here. And that's why I went with the 12 just to kind of be a little bit above, um, and I feel like I overpaid. Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's okay. I mean, long year, you know. Uh, Jeff Jeff adds uh, Jared Cook here after his big week. Uh, most importantly, though, um, didn't mean to miss past that, but Jack Doyle to Steve, who Steve lost Delaney. No, he no. lost Greg Olson. Yep. So Steve loses Greg Olson, replaces with Jack Doyle. You know, uh, solid. You know, I think he's he's a top ten tight end. He had seven catches last week. So I mean, luck's back. It's a great replacement. You lose Greg Olson, you move in with Jack Doyle. Probably not as, probably not as, you know, I don't want to say elite, but not as exciting as far as like a ceiling goes. But Doyle's going to be consistent and give you that maybe eight to twelve each week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, moving forward, you know, Mike adds Tyrod Taylor, drops dead weight and Virgil Green. Great move on on his part, especially with Rogers banged up. Um, Brady tried for Philip Lindsay, did not get it. Tried for Jared Cook, did not get it. Just striking out left and right. Um, I, I will say this. I think Todd is the big winner of of the waiver wire. Hands down. I just look at it as $2 value bets on Brandon Marshall. Now that Doug Baldwin's out, probably the biggest red zone guy. Obviously, Lockett's there, but Brandon Marshall for sure the red zone target. And then John Brown with two touchdowns in week one, and Todd gets him for 2 bucks. You know, I, I think most people just kind of hate the Ravens. So, you know, good for Todd. Yep. Um, and then you got... Um, 
cast over here, the little green ghouls. You know, win for Jared Cook, didn't get him, but got his backup replacement with Delaney with John U. Smith, and a lot of people like him. So, Very true. So we're going to touch briefly on the few trades that we've had thus far. Bear with us one moment. So we've had four. No, five. Uh, we've had more than that. Let's go back to before the draft. Or including just after the draft. So uh, initially we had a small trade. You wanted your handcuff with Hyde. So Keelan Cole for Nick Chubb. Yep. It's fine because that was definitely that was after the Marquise Lee injury too. Yep. Um, then you traded Tevin Coleman for Sammy Watkins. What was your thinking behind that kind of a move? I had a ton of running backs on my squad at that point in time. And, you know, I I still kind of a Sammy Watkins believer, but at the same rate, I looked at value for value on multiple people's things, and it was pretty much Coleman and Watkins were right there. So I looked at it as Donnie needed running back help. I needed wideout help. Just kind of do the swap. Sure. So I personally think I would rather have Coleman than Watkins at this point, especially with Freeman's. Poor performance and injury last year with the concussions. Um, he already was hampered with a hammy or some sort of leg injury out of week one. Uh, Coleman was just one of those, I don't want to call them lottery tickets, but he's, oh, he he's got the potential to be solid RB2 plus yep. in, in Atlanta offense. But All thoughts that I had, but at the same rate, you know, Freeman did get hurt before the season you're making trades. One of the reasons that people don't make trades, but me... I like to, but at the same rate, you're kind of wishing for an injury to cash in the lottery ticket that may never come. Right. And, you know, I do think Watkins builds a rapport with Mahomes, but I agree with you. I'd probably rather have Coleman right today than Sammy Watkins. Uh, we've already touched on your digs for Juju and Connor, and the last trade that happened today, which really baffled me, Jeff offers Matt Breda. To you for Tyler Lockett, a guy that you literally picked up off the waivers for free. free. For free, after waivers had ran, and you got Braid out of it, which is going to be, in my opinion, a starting running back before long. He's better than Alfred Morris. He's better than Alfred Morris, but you know Jeff offered Will Fuller. I said no, not a day, not not for me. But Matt Breda, since I did have Morris. Just said you want Breda, and he said, "Hmm, sure, I'm in." It just, but I will say this: all things aside, I personally didn't even put a waiver claim on Lockett because everywhere I saw said he should go for 15 to 20. I'm very shocked that he didn't get picked up at all. I had him down. I believe that I had a ten dollar bid on him. Like if I didn't get Godwin, I had a second bid on Lockett. Okay, so I mean that's at least good to hear because you know for me I'm like. I thought it was very odd that no one had that. And I'm obviously he's a boomer bus guy and he hasn't done a whole lot, but they paid him very well. And then once Baldwin went out last week, he ran all of Baldwin's routes from the slot. He was on the field for 98% of their snaps. So, like, he does have wide receiver two upside. Yeah. And, and that, Jeff, that's what I, I thought for sure someone would have snagged him yeah. off of waivers. So, we, you know, before we give him massive shit, it might pan out for him. No, he's an idiot. <laughs> His team is weak. 
to say the least. Oh, and you play him this week. This is great. This shit talking is going to be great. Breda, I feel, is a way better asset to have than Lockett, especially long term. It's a running back. And I think that he just sold him for fucking pennies on the dollar. He, yeah, maybe maybe he did. I guess well, time will tell. You know, I mean, I, I do think Lockett is uh, going to be a serviceable wide receiver, you know, moving forward. And, I mean, and he's kind of hurting that wideout, too. Did he just jump on, well, I know MJ will always trade. Did he even bother to look around the league to see what other options were available to him for offering up Breda? Because I guarantee he could have gotten a better deal. Potentially he could have. He had said that he had been looking at Lockett and after the Baldwin injury and kind of dug into some statistics. So maybe maybe he knows some shit that we don't, so we'll see what happens with it. And if that's the case, why didn't you put a bid on him then? Valid point. Maybe he didn't maybe he thought he'd go for too much. And maybe by the time he looked, he was already gone. Ugh, Jeff, I mean, just you already shot yourself in the foot after the draft. Did you really have to take your other one out? No. So but that another trade. Another trade. Number four. Uh, I looked at the record books. 15 trades in a season is the record. Uh, he's got four through week, in the not even going into week two. So, I mean, you're on pace for, I mean, 16 times, maybe eight, because you're, you're at two a week now. So you're at about 32 trade pace right now. Yeah, I won't hit it because there's not enough guys to trade with, but, you know, I might, I might hit 15. I have a feeling I'm going to make these trades hit, like, you know, five trades within week one, and then I have a feeling there's going to be a lull. Definite lull in the middle of the year, yeah. uh, especially when bye weeks start coming into play week four, exactly. and people need those fillers. Uh, whether, I'd say at that point it's only a trade when the waiver wire is Dead. barren, yep. and you're desperate for a bye yeah. week replacement, or injury got yeah. dead. I think this happened with me last year, though, where I, I made three trades before the beginning of the year and ended with 15. So I, there's going to be a definite definite lull. Um, I personally don't believe that I'll hit 10. I don't think I'll hit double digits just based off the fact of how the league is and how people are holding on to their players. So oh, Everyone's just getting stingy these days. Yep, no one wants to make any moves, which is which is fine. But we, we digress. We move on. To- um, we're going to touch on this week's power rankings, which I was – Initially, going to call the the overreaction rankings because there's always the week one overreaction based what's, off of yeah. Just read them off quick. You know, who's, what's your overreaction to to week one? I, I didn't get truly overreactive because that, that would have been like Cassidy number one. And as much as I loved Cassidy's performance, I just couldn't justify putting him at the top. Nonetheless, uh, starting yeah. at the bottom, number twelve, Jeff. Fully agree. Yeah, I mean Jeff's Jeff's team is is absolutely musty. He deserves to be down there, especially after not even plugging in a guy to play. Um, Wouldn't matter, got a shit kicked, but yeah, steps into twelve. Number eleven, Prokash. Yeah, I mean he's got some challenging uh, depth moves to to combat, but he'll be he'll be all right. Yeah, I think it's the fact that I don't like Ty Montgomery as of right now, and things could change in that front. Um, you obviously got Connor, but his wide receiver. Depth beyond. I'm not a Golden Tate guy, so Juju's a wide receiver too. Golden Tate's to me maybe a wide receiver too, but more of a flex. But yep, I would agree. Nonetheless, that's where he is at. Number ten, Brady. Yeah, better days are ahead. I mean, I, I think, I think right now, 
the top 10 can go any which way. I, I think there's 10 well, formidable playoff teams as of today. It's been a very hard year to do power rankings because of the parity. Yep. There's and a ton of parity. You had to do some basis on week one performances. Yeah. So that leads us to number nine, Steve. Yep. Number eight, Todd. Number seven, Krenz. Yep. Faulting up those ranks. Number six, Ripley. Yep. Number five, Taylor. Agreed. Number four, Cassidy. It's a big jump from the draft ranks. Yes, it is. He was at number 11. Yep, there, there's, there's the overreaction. Yep, Cass coming in hot. Vaulting. Vaulting. Number three, Brian. Could be number one. He but. could. It's it's his depth. Yep. I just don't think he has the depth. His starting lineup, lineup is immaculate. It's and, potent. But come bye weeks, granted he's only missing a player here and there, but that's that's where the depth is really going to come into play. Yep, fully agree. Number two, I have myself. Yeah, I'd put you at one. You're the champ. You won. You scored third most points this week. Yeah, however, the moves you've made thus far and your depth, it's you're number one with the bullet in my books. Appreciate that, but yeah, with you being the the champ and scoring the third most points, pretty tough to beat. Your starting lineup's very good, too. I mean, you put up, I think I beat you by a point. Yeah, maybe. Did you even beat me? I don't think you did. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, sorry, I thought, yeah, no. Go back, we can look. I did beat you by a point. Bastard. Yep, <laughs> Less than a point. Because the decimal system. Point eight. Yep. Well, damn close though. Yeah, I would. I would have you had one. You know, I would have probably had Donia ahead of me, and you know, Cass probably honestly deserves to also be ahead of me after that fucking ass whooping. I mean, at some at some point, I you have to take into account bench depth, all that jazz. So a week one performance overreaction, I could base it off of just total points for, but that's just not how it works. I hear you there. So now we have previews. So we'll go, you know, just kind of through these, but, you know, there's not much to break down between you and Jeff. I mean, you have a 13-point spread right now. I think you're going to absolutely shatter it. Um, you know, I think every single person, you know, there's massive, massive amounts of check marks in your favor. Um, your team's deeper. He's got some tough matchups, but, you know, he's, he's trying. You know, he's plugging that Tyler Lockett in there, but he's playing double Browns wideouts at, at New Orleans, which... Judging from what happened last week, could it could be good. Could happen, but you know, I think LaShawn McCoy is I just gotta see it before I'm gonna believe it. I don't believe it. I didn't believe it, and that's I was yep. he wasn't even on my cheat sheet. I deleted him. Yep. Atlanta's defense is decimated, so I mean Cam Newton could have a day. I mean this could get weird, but I I think you beat him probably by twenty points. I would concur. Yep. So and uh so I'm taking you. I'm taking myself. And we have Donnie, who is also taking you. Mark it down. Next matchup. Same division. I'm going to stick with uh, Boys, the Steve yes man and gang. Cassie. Is there a yes man bet already? I don't know. Um, there should be. I'm going to, we should probably shoot them off a, uh, a text about the yes man bet. But, you know, kind of looking at, at the matchups and everything. It's pretty evident to me that you know this is the this is the decimated tight tight end uh, 
game. Oh, that's right. They both lost their tight ends yep. last week. But I fully, fully like Steve to to come out ahead here. I mean, he's got he's got the running back game going. He's got two wideouts in in two fairly well situations. I mean, Fitzgerald is going to sit in the slot and he's going to avoid the two ultimate outside corners that he would have to face. So I think Fitzgerald's going to get peppered. You know, I like the Saints at home versus Cleveland in a kind of a fuck you style game coming off last week. And then, you know, Cass, he's got good matchups with Melvin Gordon, but some tough ones too with Cook seeing Patrick Peterson and Lynch in Denver. Um, you know, Devin Funches is going to see Trufant, you know, and then obviously starting the rookie tight end too. But, you know, weird things have happened. I think as of right now, I would say that I think Cass is going to cover this 13-point spread, but he's not going to win. I'm actually going to take Cass in this. Okay. I, I think Melvin Gordon could probably be putting up to 30-plus points based on he's playing Buffalo. It is in Buffalo. Yep. Uh, nonetheless, I, I just, I mean, based off of the Tyreek Hill boom, I would expect at least, I don't want to say a 38-point performance, but he's going to get solid numbers. And Funches in the flex... Cooks, whether he does get shadowed by Patrick Peterson or not, um, I, I just think Cass has a solid shot. I think he has a solid shot. That's why I said I think he's going to cover the 13, but I don't think he's going to win. So I'm taking Steve. I'm going to take Cass. Donnie's also taking Cass. Oh, nice. Moving on, myself versus Cooper's Poopers and Brady. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, when, I, when I've kind of looked – over this, you know, my lineup is a bit goofy right now. I, I don't know if I'm going to actually play those guys, but here nor there. You know, I do think Brady has some pretty solid matchups. You know, I do like Jordan Reed versus Indy. I love Keenan Allen versus Buffalo, and I love Kareem Hunt versus Pittsburgh. Um, you know, a lot of people are liking the Houston offense versus the Titans defense, and I kind of disagree. I think with Vrabel as their, their coach, now and, and whatnot, I think that the, the Titans D is going to be up, up to snuff. And it's another road game, back-to-back road games for the Texans. I, I don't do know how that's going to Do you think he sticks with Watson? I, I do because most of the rankings that I've been looking at have Watson higher than Luck. So I, I do believe that he'll stick with Watson. I would say the only – I'd probably go with Luck until Watson proves it to me. That's kind of my uh, standpoint on it. However, there is the hurricane factor. 1,000% there is the hurricane factor. I mean, you might not get that quarterback, but then at the same rate, you could plug in Watson anyway. So yeah. maybe that's also what he's thinking is, I'm just going to keep Watson unless the weather turns different. But anyway, I think he's got a I think he's got solid, solid lineup. Um, he's got some decent matchups. I still just don't think it has enough to cover. You have a deep team. You have a strong team. Um I'd say if Evans truly shits the bed, could be a kick to the dick for you. But with Jacksonville having the two solid wide, uh, cornerbacks, Gronk's going to have another heyday. Um, I, it just, I just don't think that it's going to happen, and I'm taking you. I don't think it's going to be a landslide by any means. but Yeah, I'm going to take myself as well. And I do think that Brady covers eight points. I think this is going to be a barn burner of... I don't think he's going to cover the spread. All right. I, you know, Donnie's taking me as well, but I, I do think that Brady's got, he, he easily could win 110%. He's got great matchups. He's got a shot. That's no doubt there. Yeah. He's got a hand, he's got a handful of good matchups. I only have 
one or two. Like Big Ben at KC is a blow-up spot for me. Big Ben at home versus Kansas City feels like 350-3. and three. I could be wrong, but that's what it feels like. Well, I mean, the way that KC offense uh, opened up with in week one, I mean, it could be an easy shootout. Yep. Next matchup, Krenz and Todd. Yeah, and, and looking at this one, I mean, it's it's pretty cool to see, you know, Krenz with a ton of check marks and also a, a 6.6 spread in his favor. Seriously. Um, you know, I, I think this is a massive, massive blow-up spot for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. I, we, we have the Keanu Neal, the starting safety, as well as the middle linebacker, Deion Jones, both up, put on IR. The Atlanta defense is a little decimated. They're going to, you know, Trufant will be on Funches. I think McCaffrey is going to eat. I think he's going to go crazy. Oh, God, I just think Todd's projections are not what they should be. Where is he just lacking right now? Well, I mean... You know, you do have the Njoku, which I think David Njoku is actually going to have a big game, personally. I think Njoku is going to have a big game versus New Orleans. Um, I think, if anything, they can cover on the on the outside, but they their linebacking depth is pretty shitty. Um, I mean, Todd's matchups are spectacular. Rivers in Buffalo, I mean, yeah, it's cross-country, but Buffalo's D is not, the team altogether is just not good. Yeah, I, I would agree. I just think that, you know, if you look over at Krenz, like, He's also got great matchups with Julio at home, Demarius versus Oakland at home, Marvin Jones in a great spot versus San Fran. We saw what the Vikings receivers were able to do. I would assume Jones can do it. He's got the Rams D versus that shitty Arizona offense, and then Boswell with the with the freaking Bonanza and yeah, you know Pitt and whatnot. I mean, uh, I'm looking at it. I'm could looking. go either way. Yeah, and and I think I think the one caveat here is if Dell Dell. He needs his touchdowns. He didn't get any touchdowns. I mean, Hopkins is in a great spot. I think Sanders is in a fantastic spot. I like Njoku. Cook versus Green Bay, 110% we can run on Green Bay. And Phil Rivers at Buffalo. Well, and o- he, Royce versus Oakland. Yeah. I mean, could run all over them. Yep. And, but Phil Rivers, Phil Rivers versus Brady at Jacksonville, this is the one week where someone can get Tom Brady. Someone can get to him to where your, your guy outperforms him. Like, for instance... I think it's crazy that Tom Brady in Jacksonville against that defense has a higher projection than Phillip Rivers Correct. against Buffalo. And that's where I think there's a little bit of a misconception yep. based on these projections. So there's a six-point spread. I think this game is going to end with with the spread being within. Yep. I think it's going to be tight. Um, who are you taking? I'm taking Todd. You're taking Todd. Donnie is taking Krenz. And I... I'm also taking Todd. That's what I thought. I think he's just got the the better matchups. The projections just don't justify. This is the game. This is the one that I'm looking at the most of any of these games. It's just kind of crazy. So moving on to Taylor and Procash. Honestly, for me, you know, I, I it just it feels really really one sided. Um, with all the matchups and stuff and the depth that Foster has. I mean, it's... Yeah. I mean, I will say this. Prokash does have a lot of big blow-up spots. So, I mean, Connor and Smith-Schuster at home, 110% against Casey's D. I mean, Casey's We're projecting that to five. be the bonanza. Yeah. I mean, that game can go... I love Alex Smith at home versus the Colts. Yep. Love that matchup. Uh, Golden Tate, great bounce back against San Fran. 
Jimmy Graham versus us, I think if there's one area that they can score, especially if Adams is hurt. Now, granted, obviously, if Rodgers is out, that kind of sucks, but Jimmy Graham, solid spot. Well, I mean, Jordy Nelson killed into the Viking the last game, too. Yeah, I think the Jaguars' D is going to take a little step back versus what you're typically seeing out of them. And then you have Jordy Nelson versus Denver. I, I don't really like it. Yep. Mixing against Baltimore. Um, gosh, I just don't... How is Baltimore's run defense right now? Ranked number one, but they also played Buffalo. Yeah, they played Buffalo. I mean, I, it's a Thursday night game though, and those are always just musty. It's typically it's always the defensive game, you know, and it's a it's also one of those matchups like it. Those games are like twenty to seventeen. So I mean, Mixon, I do like Mixon to score. He'll get enough work to probably meet his twelve points that he's projected. Yeah, I love I, Odell. I like yeah. Fournette if he plays Hogan. I don't think it's a, I think it's a rough week two for him as well. Yeah, probably. I mean. He might not even play him, though. I mean, he could plug in Cooper Cup, for all we know. So, Or Marquise Goodwin versus the shitty Lions. True. You know? So, I, I'm taking Foster here, and I think that he, he covers his seven-point spread. I'm going to have to take Foster, too. I, I love to so is Donnie. think outside of the box and think that Pro Cash is going to somehow pull out another one, but, yeah, it's just not going to happen. Getting to our last game of the week, the Brain versus Victory Royale, the two Fortnite guys here. Matt, you want to take it away? Yeah. So, I'd say a first question mark is obviously Aaron Rodgers. If he does play, what kind of condition is he in? He hasn't had the best track record against Minnesota uh, the past few seasons. I don't think he's going to play. I think they'd be if he does have any type of lingering injury, they'd be dumb to play him. I think he's out. I. And I think Vegas knows he's out. I hope he's out. They haven't. Me too. I <laughs> They have not put up any spread. The one spread that I did see on a site was Vikings by three and a half. That it to is me tells me Bay. that that to me tells me they are expecting him to be out. I mean, no team on the road, you know, division rivals with Rodgers playing would be favored by more than a field goal, no matter who the hell it is. Right. Um, so I I think the expectation is he's going to be out. Definitely not a hundred percent against our defense. So yeah. Nonetheless, uh, David Johnson, he's playing in L.A. That defense is immaculate, and that offense is putrid. Um, I think he'll put up decent numbers because he's one of their best weapons besides Fitz. But then you have Kamara on the other side of that against Cleveland. And while Cleveland has a good D, or I should say an up-and-coming D, Kamara is just lights out until proven otherwise. 100% at home. And then, you know, you kind of go across and you have, you know, James White. Could be a wash. Yep, could be a wash. But, you know, I I do like Drake. You know, the Jets D, I think, overperformed on Monday night, um, you know, in a spot. But, you know, kind of. Devontae is hampered? Yeah, he is. He's hampered. He's got a shoulder injury. So he's got a shoulder injury and he's not practicing. He he thinks he's going to give it a go. But if he's out and Rodgers is out, this this 10-point spread we have for Brian is going to climb rapidly. True. To his favor, probably into like the, you know, 20 range. Yeah. Michael Thomas, he's got an illness. It's not an injury. I would anticipate he's going to play. Whether that, I mean, the only thing that I would say that would hold Thomas down this week is if it turns to be a shootout and they're just like, go ahead and take a seat and rest up. Yeah. And I mean, you have Thomas and and Thielen. I think they kind of cancel each other out as far as volume and, and what they see, especially if that trend that we saw in week one for the Vikings continues. 
you know, Allen Robinson at home versus Seattle, not the Seattle defense that we're used to. So I think that that game is going to be, you know, a little bit more of a shootout than anticipated. And Allen Robinson probably gets on track here. Um, you know, obviously the, the tight end, you know, Kelsey versus crazy. Kittle. You know, I, Kelsey. I would expect a, a makeup game of sorts. Yeah, I'm expecting. Kelsey. I think Kelsey's going to go for 15 plus. Yeah. I hope so. I do. I got him in my other yeah, league. <laughs> I think he goes 15 plus. I think Kittle though is also in a great spot with Detroit. He's the only show in town. So yeah, I mean he gave me fits last week. And then if Cooks is truly shut down by Patrick Peterson, that really opens the door for Bob. Yep. And Peyton Barber, uh, the the Philly defense is strong yet yeah. again. So I don't expect much out of there. And I mean really don't have to much touch on the Jets defense or Eagles defense per se. No, and then the kickers are a complete wash because, I mean, while well, Zerline's probably the best kicker and, and they're going to blow up in Arizona, I also think Harrison Butker at Pitt is going to blow up. Well, it's a shootout, and you know he's got Patrick Mahomes too. So, yep. so 10, 10 point spread? Not even close. I think Donnie's going to kill the spread. Yeah, I think he's going to win by fifteen to twenty. And I think, and I think it's, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's an indication of Ripley's team moving forward. I think it's an in, indication of the injuries. Rodgers hurt, the matchup is shitty. Devontae Adams hurt, matchup is shitty. You know, if you had Rodgers in a blow-up spot like Donnie has with Kamara, Mahomes, and whatnot, and Michael Thomas, I think this game could be very close. Yeah. So moving forward, Mike's team's going to be great, but I think right now Donnie's team takes it and blows that spread out of the water. But yeah, that being said, it's an 0-2 hole that Ripley would fall into, unfortunately, yeah. with the decent team that he has. Yep. Donnie is taking himself. I'm taking Donnie as well. Me too. That concludes the banner cast. Yes, it does. We will have this going on for the remainder of the year, so stay tuned. Well, we've said that. We're going to keep it going. Let's do this.